This is Newhouse at Night. Hear tomorrow's star broadcasters today, live on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio Syracuse. That was a disaster. It was a disaster. At least it was better than last year. At least it was better than last year, right? I suppose theoretically. I, I suppose theoretically it was. Right? It, it was better than last year. I mean, I mean, it wasn't over after four minutes. I mean, at least Syracuse hung around for 15, right? It, so they, they quadrupled their performance of last year. But the reality is, is that there is a ways to go for this program. There really is. There really is, man. This game broke me, if I'm being honest with you, Jackson. This broke really you. Did. It broke Wait, me. last year didn't break you? Last year broke me, but then I had my hopes build up again, and then this game broke me okay. again. Okay. First off, let's just give some of the stats, I think. First off, we've talked about this 2-3 zone and the issues that Syracuse has had with rebounding. Jackson, you called it last week. You said the rebounding would be a factor with Duke's size and athleticism. Well, well, Jackson... In this game, I haven't even looked at the rebounds yet. Duke pulled down 40% of their misses. Oh. They had 10 offensive rebounds, and the only reason why those offensive rebounds aren't even higher is because Duke shot the ball so well through the 2 3 zone. Duke isn't even like a good team this year, and it just didn't matter. It's. Look, I'm not going to act like I expected Syracuse to come in and dominate, but this performance was. It was horrendous. It really was. I, I Look, we were talking about it before the show, Jackson. I think it's true. This is not a rivalry in the sense of, oh, this is a really even matchup. This is a one-sided rivalry. Yes, it's a one-sided. But it is a rivalry because who else does Syracuse really have as a rival? I mean, they moved conferences, so it's not the same. I mean, you, you think about it. Duke is technically a rival. It's just one-sided. I mean, the last eight matchups have all gone to Duke. Ten of the, also, 10 of the last 11 and 15 of 21 overall. Duke. That's not good. I, I mean, at the end of the day, you're, you're saying that this game broke you. I, last year broke me. Last year was worse because last year kind of felt like I wish I was on air to say it, but last year felt like the death of the program as we know it. I'd agree. That's really what it felt like because it was over in four minutes. It was four, like, what, 40,000 people there and it was just Duke came in and just annihilated Syracuse in four minutes. At least with this game, it was competitive. And then towards the end of the first half, Duke made a run because Duke got hot shooting. and 21-2 run. The reality is, is that they're so much better, even though they're not even that great of a team, just because if you look at their recruiting versus Syracuse recruiting, it doesn't even matter. But Jesse Edwards, we're going to talk about him because we were speaking briefly about it. We were texting each other. We were actually both at the game. We were. We did not see we each were. other. Part of the 8,000-plus a new record that was just announced, the new student Body record. Yeah, well, I'm just going to keep setting course, that record. And of course, you're just going to keep setting it. You know, I actually know some people who didn't get in. Really? Yeah. I know people who didn't get in, like they just like, wouldn't allow them because they were like, we sold too many seats, like, wow. sorry. And then there were other people who got in and they didn't even stand their ticket. Wow. Fun fact. That I mean. Not, not trying to name names because I don't want to put anyone on blast, but yeah, that did that's, happen. That's interesting. But that's besides the point. The reality is, is that. We talked briefly about it. We were texting each other after the game. We both left. When did you leave? Around the under eight? 
Oh, I stayed for a while. I probably left with five minutes left in the. Oh, we were second. gone. I was gone by then. I was gone by. I was at, uh, at eight minutes. I, I turned over to my girlfriend. I, I was like, "You want to get out of here?" And she's like, "Yeah, it's time." Anyway, so we got out at the under eight, and we were texting about Jesse Edwards, and oh. I was just like, "Look, he didn't play well, obviously, but I don't really blame him for not playing well because he's just not good enough." No, I, in case folks didn't know his stat line, Jesse had five rebounds, five points. Three steals and a block. Obviously, uh, it's not Jesse Edwards. It's not good. That's just it's. But we were talking about it earlier. This has been a common theme for Jesse. When Jesse faces big, athletic big men on these good teams, he usually crumbles. That's just how it is. I don't want to hear about the fact with the NC State game. Look at the size of that NC State big man. And I'm forgetting his name, and it's no disrespect to him because he had a great game against Jesse too. But Jesse had the huge size advantage over him in the NC State game and was able to take advantage of that. Jesse did not have that in this game. He was going up against a physical Duke player. in Filipowski. Filipowski, yeah. who had a great game. 11 rebounds, 14 points. He had a phenomenal game. And just in general, like, this to me encapsulates this team this year. Their defense... We can get into some... There's one stat I thought was bad with the defense, but I do actually think the defense did relatively okay in this game. Duke had averaged well, Duke seven... Duke is just a good... Duke is just really good. Like, it's just... There's nothing you could do about that. So, yeah, to your point, the defense did all it could. It Look, really did. Duke came in entering about a little less than seven three-pointers a game. That's 12th in the ACC. They hit 13 against Syracuse. All right. So, not a good stat, but to your point, the defense isn't what killed them in this game. No. I checked the clock, Jackson, actually during the game because last year, to your point, about 10 minutes in, Duke had scored 30 points at that point. Oh, it was over. And, and Duke it, was and so much better. You think about the guys on that team. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just so much better. Duke had scored 30 points going 10 minutes or in 10 minutes into that game. But this game, they had only scored, I believe it was 11 or 12. So the defense did okay. This was not a case where they were overrun on both sides. I think what led to the ultimate high-scoring deficit was just... Syracuse offensively, my lord. I mean, to me, essentially, and this is not even exaggeration, it was basically Joe Girard and Judah Mintz. And everyone else. And, and everyone else. Girard mostly was garbage time. Girard was mostly garbage time. Judah Mintz and Girard had 39 yeah. of Syracuse's 55. Was, and to your point, most of Girard's points were when the game was probably already over. Judah was the only guy who can compete with them. I mean, that's the reality. Duke is so much more. And I warned you about this last week, and I warned yeah, everyone about this true. last week, that the NC State game, Syracuse was going to win that game. Because I don't yeah. buy NC State You're because right. they're folks, not. They're folks, not. Let's take, an admit, let's take a moment to applaud Jackson. He predicted everything right. I, I yeah. admit. So, NC State. They're not a great recruiting team. They're not the most athletic team in the world. Yeah, they're playing well. Yeah, they're ranked. Blah 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 blah. It's not going to matter. Syracuse going to win that game. The Duke game is what you got to be worried about because Duke, while they're struggling, is so much more athletic than these guys. It's not going to matter. And Syracuse couldn't penetrate down low. The only one who could do that was Judah Mintz. And unless Judah Mintz went for 40 points, it yeah. was going to be a 22-point blowout. That's just the reality. I mean, look at some of the shooting. Justin Taylor and Chris Bell. Oh, for eight shooting. Nothing. Benny I mean, Williams and Meek, Meek Brown, they combined for 10 points. You know, the funny thing is about Mo Benny Williams is his best game last year came against Duke. Yeah, I mean, it just, it's felt like that when some players in this team 
do well, there's always another that struggles. And again, the offensive rebounding, we, we talked about it, but again, Duke killed them. They on couldn't the rebound. 38 to 25, um, relatively even on the offensive glass, but Duke, 28 to 15 agile defensive rebounds. I mean, that's... They couldn't do it. That's, they, they couldn't rebound. That's laughable. They, they that's couldn't, laughable. Because they're going against guys who are so much more... They're, they're bigger, they're stronger, they're more athletic. It's like watching men versus boys out it's there. True. And Duke... It's not the same Duke as in prior years. If you check bracketology, what are they? Are seven I, through nine? Eighth seed. I think Virginia is an eighth seed right yeah, now. Yeah. So they it's not even them. like a. Mo it's like it's not the greatest Duke team in the world, but it's just when you go against a team like Syracuse, that just let's face it, it's just not very good. No. It's not, and it athletically they're not there. It's just another thing too. I mean. You know, I think it's bad when you have Dick Vitale, this guy who, this bundle of energy, he's always on this positive side. Even him. I wish I could give a good Dick Vitale um, in, in person impersonation, but uh, I really can't. For the sake of everyone's ears. For the sake of everyone, years, I will not do that do because that. I really can't do it. <laughs> I was even, doing it with some other people um, before the game and everything, but um, I wasn't very good, so I stopped doing it, and I just listened to other people do it, and they were better than me. I'm, I'm not very good, so I'll save everyone on that. But even Dick Vitale literally was towards in the broadcast. It basically just turned into what's gone wrong with Syracuse. Well, a lot has gone wrong, and they can't recruit. But recruiting, they can't. They can't recruit well. They they can't get good athletes in there anymore. It's just not the same. I mean, we were talking about Jackson. I I don't. We talked about earlier. Oh, there's possibly Jesse and Joe could come back next season. It won't matter against is, Duke. Is it gonna? I. I don't. I hate to sound so pessimistic, and it's not much analysis, but it's. I don't see this team. Is there a bright future besides Judah? I mean, I, I really, there's been nobody that I'm looking at. The only like, way Syracuse is any relevant next year is if Judah comes back. If Judah doesn't come back, this team is going to oh, be really, really Oh, let's really not even bad. talk about it. If Judah doesn't there, come back, There is a nightmare be. scenario, and I know Syracuse fans don't want to hear it, but there is a nightmare scenario out there, and it's very possible that Joe Girard, Jesse Edwards, and Judah Mintz are gone next year. And My Lord. you look in the pipeline, there is no one. No one. Nobody there. No one. Absolutely no one. I mean, this team could look like Louisville next year. That's how bad it's going to be. I, I could agree. I, I mean, it's that bad. I, I, I just. There's nothing here. There's nothing. And I see Syracuse finally got a recruit. And I'm, I look and I'm like, oh, great. Who is this guy? His name is William Patterson. He's not even on ESPN. He's not even an ESPN 100 guy. Is this guy even ranked? Like, I'm looking at 247 Sports. He's an N.A. He's not even a, he's not even ranked. And that's their only recruit so far for 2023. And I guess he's 7'2", so that's nice. That's good, I guess, at least. That, that tells me that he's 7'2", but can't really do much else. So he's going to take a while to develop, which means he's not going to be a factor next year. So your starting center is going to be Munir Hima, who stinks. Yeah. I I just look, folks, I know that this isn't really much analysis, but this is, I will say that me and Jax right now are speaking most likely for the entire student body. That's new asset night for you. We speak for what students are feeling, and that is what students are feeling, Jax. I'm going to be And honest. I'm looking at Duke's recruiting. Look at them. I'm looking at it right here. They got five recruits so far for next year, three five stars and two high four stars. These four-star recruits are about where Judah Mintz was ranked coming into this year. Yeah. They might not be as good as Judah Mintz is. Judah Mintz is probably playing like a five-star yeah, recruit. But is. how is Syracuse? They can't compete against these teams. No. They just can't. They can't. They're simply outmatched. 
And folks, I, and I'm going to say it, we talked about this earlier, and this is genuinely my feeling. You disagree with me a little bit. You still think there's a shot. To me, the season's over. I just don't see this team turning I didn't, around. I, I, the, the way – the well, to be fair, I was outlining the path to make the yeah. tournament, not saying that they were going to right. make it. Right. I was trying to say, like, look, it's not technically over. Here is the path to make it without winning the um, ACC. Yeah. And I said, if they win all their home games and they only lose one of the road games and they win one game in the ACC tournament, they're probably good. Yep. But they just lost, like, the biggest home game possible, which is Duke, and was by 22. Close. Yep. So what's their path now to the, to the tournament? No losses. Probably, and probably have to win out. And get past the quarterfinal in the ACC tournament, which they've never done. Win out, win two games in the ACC, and then you're maybe on the bubble. Like, maybe on the bubble maybe at on that the bubble. point. I mean, even then, I don't even... I, I, In my opinion, they're going to have to make it past the quarterfinal, which they've never done. In the history of Syracuse being the ACC, they have never made it so past the quarterfinal. So you're saying final four of the ACC tournament? In order I, to... I, I think to even have a shot of that, you have to make the final four of the ACC And they got to win out. Yeah, they have to win. Yeah, out. They're, no, they're too no far debate. down There's in no the debate. net. They're like a hundredth in the net. There's they're way no too far down. And the net isn't everything, but the reality is that, look, Syracuse was winning, had won what? Three straight? Three straight, yeah. Three straight. They just got a ranked win. Quad two win, yeah. Quad two, good quad two good win, quad though. Two That's win. a good yeah, quad good. two. Yep. High quad two win. That's yep. good. So now you need to, like, beat Duke here. This is Goliath, and you lose by 22. You're not, that's not how you make the tournament. Yep. That's not exactly the path that Jackson Holzer outlined. That's not how you make right. it. You make it by beating Duke. If you beat Duke there, the entire energy around this campus would have completely shifted. I don't know where Syracuse would have ended up in the net, but I'm telling you if Syracuse had beaten Duke, we would have been sitting here being like, okay, now we can see a, a reasonable yeah. path. Now, all of a sudden, the path that I told you yeah, was what was really, needed is really yeah, in the plan. This is what needs to happen. Now, I, I'm sitting here and I'm saying, I, look, I can give you the path they of what, what they need to do. Went out. I can give you it, but you're not going to believe it's even possible anymore. And here's the issue. As of right now, this is the likely scenario, folks. I'm not saying this is the definite. Most likely, the first-round matchup, Syracuse is going to be the 8 or 9 seed. So they is will, that going to put them against North Carolina? That's the thing. That's why I was going. You read North Carolina. North Carolina. Bad teams. North Carolina might be the first preseason number one team to miss the tournament outright. Wow, really? that's, that's never happened. Time. The preseason number one has wow, never missed incredible. the tournament since the field expanded in 1985. It's never so that's, happened. That's possible. I will say also that it is also possible that Syracuse could go against Wake Forest if Wake loses some games. And well, know, they have a chance. Do they play Wake Forest yeah, on the so, final game this well, season? Well, then that we can transition now. I think from Duke to. The upcoming games. I mean, Clemson. I'm going to be honest. I don't see they're at Clemson. Clemson's not good, though. Clemson's struggling, Clemson. and they're not good. I would agree with you until I saw the stat that Clemson has lost one home game this entire season. Yeah, well, most of the... Syracuse is like the only team that loses at home in the ACC. If you look at the other yeah. teams at home, they're like dominant. Duke is like 13-0 and at home. No one goes into Duke and wins. It's Duke struggles in neutral site and home and road games. They don't lose at home. Um, same thing with North Carolina, if you look them up. They don't really yeah. lose at home either. Look, uh, Clemson, stretch, Clemson, Pitt, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, they're not better than Duke. I don't care what the standings say. I don't care what previous matchup says. So I think Pitt I'm going to give – no, they're not. Pitt. They're not. Pitt. They're not. They're going to be definitely easier for Syracuse to handle. I'll tell you that. Uh, look, they can beat Clemson on the road. It's possible – it's possible to be pit on the road. They're not like juggernaut teams. No. I know they're projected to make the tournament. They're probably not going to. Clemson's more likely because Clemson's struggling. They are struggling, but again, they 
they have done extremely well at home. Syracuse in general on the road has just been subpar at best. I mean, they they really have not had really much wins of note um, at in the road. I mean, I I will say this. Um, I thought that Notre Dame game in the beginning of the year was going to be really helpful for the Orange. No, but it turns out Notre Dame stinks, so that didn't terrible. help. Yeah. The ACC in general has just been very odd this season. It's been a very odd season for the ACC. But but that's besides the point. Folks, I mean, you already know probably what we're all going to say. I mean, this is just brutal loss. You guys have been hearing it probably all weekend, and it's the same from the students up here on the Hill. Not much to look forward to, I think, for the rest of the season. Man, I wish this team was good. I, I wish so, too. But, but uh, like, Clemson's lost four or five, and they just got their butts whooped by Louisville. Yeah, but like, although Louisville, have you been seeing Louisville has some wild games recently? I, I don't watch Louisville basketball. I hate to break it to you. Well, if you would like to thing. tell me, I would I have tell, gladly I, can tell I do right, not watch I Louisville can tell basketball. Right now. They have lost a lot of games, but I can tell you. Were they 4-23? and 23? So after losing by, to Pitt to 30, by 34, you're thinking, okay. They lose to number 19 Miami by only eight points. They barely lose to number seven UVA by three points. On the road or at home? Um, at home. Okay. And then they beat Clemson by 10. So, you know, I mean, they're not a very good team, but, you know, they, they got Not a very good team is putting it lightly. But but signs of life, at least. Yeah, but, but Clemson's lost four or five, and they lost to Louisville. So I'm going to give Syracuse a puncher's chance in that game. Same thing with Pitt. I don't buy him at all. I'll give him a puncher's Ooh, I chance. Disagree. I disagree. I think Pitt, I, I think Pitt, I, I, I like what Pitt's doing. I think they could be a really interesting team uh, going but into. But it's not like, I'm. I, they don't, they, those are the type of teams that, like, they can, they can play against Pitt and keep it close and lose in the end. Kind of like Miami, but it's like they, they struggle more with the teams that get those top recruits. Yeah. Like the Dukes and the North Carolinas. That's who they struggle. Virginia, like that's who they yeah. struggle against. They don't pit like it's not. Pitt's not like this juggernaut team. They're not that much better. Like it's just my, I guess my bias. Like I, I'm not a Duke fan or anything, but I just think that Duke is so much better than yeah. all these other teams. And it doesn't matter what your your bracketology says it doesn't matter what your standing says it's it's really just an yeah. eye test of who is better and i'm telling yeah. you duke is probably the best team yeah other than virginia <sighs> well as you can probably all tell not much hope right now yeah, it really isn't a lot of hope not can you give fans hope, hope or no no i what, I, what hope is there to give we got to give people something i mean really the highlight was probably the attendance you know what it was probably the i'll give fans record. hope right now if oh, syracuse Lord. doesn't lose a game from here on out they win the national championship. Oh, that's that's. I know, right? That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Analysis. Isn't that crazy? And How, everything can go wrong. <laughs> How everything can go wrong, and Syracuse can somehow make the tournament. I think. And win the tournament. There's not much more to say, folks. I think that'll. This do is the, the 20-year anniversary of 2003, <laughs> oh, and they're honoring them. Oh, don't, don't, don't let's so, not. Let's why not? Why not? I don't want to get. Judamins goes Carmelo Anthony. They win four straight be, to end the regular season. They win the ACC. I gotta give fans hope here. Oh my lord. Okay. I gotta give you guys something. That's enough of that. Is let's it gonna happen? On. No. Let's just have fun. Let's move on. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back with some professional basketball. It's time for the second half of the season after the All Star game, which we can have some thoughts about that. There's a lot yes, of debates going on about that, but move on to the NBA second half season predictions. We'll be right back here at Newhouse at Night on Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio Syracuse. TLA North Syracuse, WSGO Oswego, W249BC Mattydale, W261AC Oswego, WTKWHD2 Bridgeport, ESPN Radio. This is Newhouse at Night. Hear tomorrow's star broadcasters today, live on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio Syracuse. 
Welcome back to Newhouse at Night. We've got your second hour coming at you. I'm Emily Shiroff here with Tiger Munn and Josh Crawford. You're listening to ESPN Syracuse 97.7, 100.1. Hello to our QSportsTalk.com viewers as well. All right, let's get into it. There's certainly some basketball to be discussed, especially regarding the Syracuse Orange. Um, so we all, I'm assuming, watched that Duke game. Oh, boy. What'd y'all think? What were you guys' overall thoughts? I was actually at the game. It was fun for the first seven minutes. Then after that... Nightmare? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just felt like the way they started the game... They they started the game the way they finished the game, and that was not there. Right. Because the whole game, I felt like they just didn't show up. I felt Jesse Edwards was getting bullied to the extent that he should not get bullied. Oh, yeah. I felt that Joe Girard... Was like, you know that meme of Chris Paul when it's like Chris Paul hits a three to cut the lead to 42? That's what he was doing. <laughs> uh, Josh, what'd you think? Man, I, mean, I talked about this. I talked about this team at length, you know, covering this team in the preseason. Just, you know, like I said, this is a historic, a story program with a, a coach that, you know, is a historic coach regardless of how we look at him, you know, in this current iteration of it. But, like, this has been a. Bottom to mid tier ACC team all year, and they were gonna have to play up and beat teams like a Duke, like NC State, in order to keep their slim NCAA tournament bids alive. In the bid alive, so you know playing against NC State, that's obviously a win. We talked about Tarquavian Smith a lot on this show. You know the likely ACC Player of the Year, and um, you know getting a win over that team uh, with a number by their name, which always represents something big in the dome. Like that was a big deal. Yeah. Honestly, the the best team left on your schedule if you're looking at it just by net. In numbers uh, standpoint, but you know, always you know, people are gonna get up for Duke issue, but that 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 was deflating because I don't think that, I don't know was seventy seven fifty five. I don't think Duke yeah. is twenty two points better than you. They no. might be five or ten or two or three possessions better than you, but you know, with you know, basically your season on the line, that was a kind of a deflating performance because you know we can you can go out fighting, you can go out you know what I'm saying with going out you know with your, on your sword as they say on your shield as they say. But, yeah, that was, um, like Tiger said, the first seven minutes, it was like, you know, Duke kind of stayed on the floor and issue just kind of withered away. So that was really disappointing to see. 100%. Uh, before we continue, big shout-out to Ryan Mullen, 4415 on com, tuning in for the first time today. Thank oh, you. Yeah, we appreciate it. Appreciate but, it, twin. Good looking. Yeah. Um, I completely agree with what Josh said, though, about Duke is not 22 points better than Syracuse. I 100% agree. I mean, are they the better team? Clearly, yeah. I just think they have more talent, but – there are very few teams that I think I could confidently say are 22 points better than Syracuse. And to that point, just really quickly, <clears throat> they beat number 23 NC State. Yeah. They lost to number six Virginia by five. They lost to North Carolina, who I think we can say is like within the ballpark of Duke. Yeah, that's fair. Is They lost by game by four points. They lost against number 17 Miami by four points, and mm-hmm. we lose to Duke by 22. Yeah, like they kept it close with other better teams. This was This was really just... This was embarrassing. Um, I think that Jesse, he is a, a good big man, but he gets bullied by, I would say, bigger men. Um, I don't know if that's the best way to put it. I mean, it, no, it's, it's, I feel what you're saying. Him. Like, he I, got I, bullied. I talked about all year, like, Jesse already in the post is like a bit of a hit or miss you know, proposition. It, yeah. And regardless if it's a hit or a miss, it never looks pretty. Right. It's very awkward, not aesthetically pleasing at all. But uh, I'm not gonna argue with 1410 and um, you know, very good rim protection. But you looked at when you looked at when you look at two of 
two legitimate big man prospects, you're talking about NBA wise, and Derek Lively, a really a bit, uh, Burger Boy, McDonald's All American, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Brand guy, like very badly hood recruit for them. I've never be, I've never heard Burger Boy be referred to as that. I like it though. I like it though. My Keep bad. Going. <laughs> I've been too deep in the trenches. You feel what I'm saying? But no, nah, like a guy that, like you said, seven foot seven one has that length and athleticism to go toe to toe with Jesse. And it's not, you know, we're looking at Jesse. Okay, he. I'm like, I got the story of when Benyama pulled up. He's not a guy that has a lot to offer exactly. outside of, you know, what can I do being seven foot at the rim? Right. So it's not like he he has a counter to something like, oh, lively this. I can't step out on the perimeter or do something. I can't drive by him or anything like that. So once you put, you know, enough length on him, he's larger neutralized. So it was a thing to where, unfortunately, I think he's become almost too big a part of this offense when Judah and Joe have been you know, a little bit inconsistent. And he never was a guy that you wanted to throw the ball into I, I lie, I came alive when I expect, you know, consistent points. He's a guy that's going to protect the rim, you know, clean the glass, and, you know, get live off, you know, putbacks and, and alley-oops and stuff like that. But, you know, I think he made – the problem might have been he's become too big of a cog in his offense. I 100% agree because especially with what you said about there's not much that he can do outside the post. That is so true, especially now that there are so many big men that can shoot threes, not even just in college, in the NBA too. If you're a big man – you got to be able to do – got to have at least some kind of mid-range jumper if you can't shoot a three. That I, I, That's just how I feel. I don't know if it's a fair take. But if all you can do is drive to the rim as a big and just work your way in there, you're, you're not going to cut it, you know, especially not against teams like Duke who have Kyle Filipowski's, you know. You're, it's, you're not going to cut it. Um, you got to be able to do more, especially when you lack the strength like Edwards does. He's not the strongest big man in the world. Um, but – Someone on Q Sports Talk raised a very good point. Jesse has been here for four years now. This is his fourth year. And the fact that he his mid-range game hasn't developed or even existed at all. It's a little disappointing when you've had when you've been here for four years. Um I just think he's it's showing that he's more of a one-dimensional player than people thought. He's, you know, very, very good driving to the rim and with rebounding and everything, but other than that, there's not much that he can do, and I think he gets exposed against players like Kyle Filipowski who are going to have NBA careers. I generally think that BC game a few weeks ago was probably the peak of we're going to see at Jesse Edwards. Agreed, 100%. Which is kind of sad to say, but I don't know. He's a four-year senior, and if we're being completely honest because we want to be honest on things like these, we're not really sure about his current state status of going to the next level right now. Can I say that? No, yeah, 100%. It's, it's very slim. You don't see him on no... Oh, that, no. that guy does not know any mock boards. <laughs> no, he's going to play in Europe. If he if he comes back for another year, which I think would be good for Syracuse because that the big man that they just picked up today, um, good pickup. You can't teach seven foot two. He's got a long way to go. Um, Jesse is a better player than him, like far and wide. But it would be good for if he stayed another year. But I think he's going to go to Europe. There is no way he will ever touch the court in an NBA game. I generally, I gen, my fault. That's a great segue to the next point we were going to talk about, which is the new prospect that yeah. officially uh, signed to Syracuse. And this Big is man. our first player to commit to Syracuse for the 2023 class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, William Patterson. It is currently February. Thanks. Tuts. I think um, <laughs> after the season, <laughs> camp starts pretty soon. My gosh. <laughs> Are we going to be able to field 15? See, that's a great question. That is, um, that's a really good question. I like the pickup, though. I mean, you can't teach height. You can't teach someone to be God. seven foot two. Um, that's that's a big dude, seven foot two. But I mean, I was talking to my brother about this. Um, 
you you can't teach height, but he's a project. He's got to get worked on. It's a good pickup, and obviously you can do a lot with a seven foot two kid. But it, there's going to be some work. But it's it might be a rough year for Syracuse nah, next year. Okay. <laughs> I, I, like, really I, like was, I like how T was putting in like getting fifteen on the court might legitimately be a struggle. It, yeah, like you're talking about you know. Uh, the new system of even getting guys in the um, out of the portal, obviously uh, Coach L uh, FLJ did a really good job of that. Mm -hmm. This year, her first year. Bayheim's you know, too stubborn to do that. That's why he won't. He just won't. And, man, look, look at this right now. And we all got good access to the internet. You feel what I'm saying? Syracuse 2023 Basketball Commitment 247. Oh, my God. Overall rank 184. Do the teams below us not have a single commit? I was about to say, like, who is below <laughs> us? And my boy, uh, my boy Big Pat. It has no NA, not applicable not. for not rated, nothing like that. Um, I haven't seen any highlights of him. You know, he wasn't it's, looking too excited when he was course side. It's hard on my Twitter. What you yeah. saying, Tiger? It's hard to find highlights of him. I'm not even. I'm not even trying to jump on the young man. I'm sure he's very good at basketball. It's just no. Whoa, 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 whoa! Let's not make that conclusion. Man, facts. We, we might not. He, that boy might be Hashim Tabi. For seeing play. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to draw any conclusions. Okay. <laughs> I'm being trifling right now. Okay. Yeah, man. Come on. This is a, we don't have, never mind. But <laughs> Mitch Robinson 2.0. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. <laughs> that's also a pretty, like, that's not generic bad. name, though. William Patterson. Like, that's that's not a unique name. He could be doing anything. Like, so I feel it could be hard to find highlights because I'm sure looking on YouTube right now, he is not popping. Oh, there we go. Let me see my, my man, my boy. Doug I mean, I like 7'2, though. That's what you like to see is seven foot yeah, two. Yeah, offers from you know what I'm saying. That. Is it Rutgers, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma State, TCU? So okay. other teams are recruiting this guy. Yeah, feel what I'm saying. That's this legit. Like, this is like not anything. Oh, so let's keep course. this in mind. He's a hard committee. He didn't sign anything yet. Oh yeah, he, yeah. So it's, we so got this, a lot of time could, before he can actually feel what I'm saying be officially locked in. Yeah, he could still leave at some point. So that's something yep. you want to keep in mind. And when do we start bringing up the point of kind of the opinion and the view of Syracuse, especially when we're not winning? As much, because let's be honest, it's a hard sell to come up here. It's cold, very far up north. We're not that close to New York City. I'm I think this recruiting class, not to cut you off, Tiger, but I think something like this recruiting <laughs> class is very indicative of how far um, Syracuse has fallen. Like, even as somebody that, you know, had no reason to track, you know, Syracuse before coming up here, but, you know, I always knew it was a talented basketball program. Obviously, mellow. But even going into some, uh, you know, Malachi Richardson, a guy that led, you know, SU on a really big run. Tyler Ennis, a guy mm -hmm. that I think was a first-round draft pick. Like, Syracuse has consistently had talent. And these are guys that, you know, with the talent, you know, comes pedigreed, grassroots, and high school backgrounds. And, you know, no offense to my boy, WP, but it's, it, we're a long way from the, the, the days of, you know, Syracuse competing for, you know, the Burger Boys and the Jordan Brand Classics and the top 50 guys. This is not one of those guys. Well, yeah. Looking at my man's highlights. There's more to it than that. Jim Beheim has built his empire around high school recruiting. That's not how it works anymore. That's not how college basketball works anymore, especially mm -hmm. not with the transfer portal. Munir Hima, great example of why the portal is good. He is a solid backup for Jesse, but Bayheim is not going to go recruiting in the portal like he needs to. And it's going to hold Syracuse basketball back because, yeah, there are still a lot of really great high school recruits, but you got to go to the portal nowadays, especially with G League Ignite. A lot of the top high school prospects go there instead you know you see it in their final five and they pick that over going to college which i don't blame them for you know but if Bayheim's not willing to look in the portal this program is going to decline sharply and quickly another thing about Bayheim is i don't want to bring back to this because it's i feel like this really kind of hurts us a little bit harder but 
when you like kind of create your opinion of being this guy that people really don't like outside of the Syracuse area, <laughs> how does that look for recruits? Because no longer is it <laughs> Syracuse, the great program that had Mello. That was almost 20 years ago. And this team, this is a program that has one championship with a coach that's been here for nearly half a century. Yeah. And we only produced one championship. That doesn't look good on paper because Coach K has multiple. Roy Williams has multiple. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you get what I'm saying. Like these teams are pro. These teams are in the Final Four yearly. These teams are going to the championships and they're producing NBA All Stars. Because the best player to ever come out of Syracuse is Melo, and who's number two? Oof. Juan Coleman. Ooh, that's about it. How many All-Stars does he have? I mean, yeah, how many All-Star appearances does he have? Nah, nah. Never <laughs> but had 20 minutes in the NBA. It wasn't. Shout out O'Shea Brissett. He's on the NBA no, he is. And Jeremy Grant. We tripping. Yeah. They got like, but I feel what they're you're like saying, They're like rotation Tiger. players. They're not All-Stars. You know, they're you not producing players Ultimately, I think the thing this. that he's saying is we can we can, uh, we can safely remove Syracuse from the, 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 blue, the blue blood line yeah. of college basketball. We're not even blue. Ah! We're half blue. What? We're orange. Where's the school the name is orange. Well, I speak about I got all blue on, literally, so blue. she actually is right. <laughs> but now, like, you talk about, you look at a, a Kentucky, a Duke, a Kansas, a UNC even, well, they're struggling themselves. Yes, to the Q Sports Talk chat, Josh did mean Derek Coleman. Oh. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, one of Coleman's, but it ain't a lot of examples, you feel what I'm saying? But no, like, I think it is It is time to safely remove Syracuse from that 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 lineage lineage of you know blue blood schools in college basketball. Agreed. You know, with JB here or not, you know, it's been you know obviously it hasn't been true for a long time. And you know, if you look at the recruiting landscape and things going forward, it doesn't look like it's going to be true going forward. So you know, it's a it's a dire time to be a, a fan of Syracuse basketball, and it's going to take you know some sort of divine intervention to really get this program back to where it used to be. Absolutely, and uh, with that. We will toss to break for our radio listeners, but we'll talk some Q's women's hoops when we get back. They've got an interesting situation uh, they found themselves in. So that uh, we're going to toss to break for our radio audience. You're listening to ESPN Syracuse 97.7, 100.1. Come back after the break to hear some Q's women's hoops. There is only one way to catch Jim Boeheim's post-game press conference. That's to tune into Q's Sports Talk and ESPN Syracuse. Brought to you by RomanoCars.com. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Cappell here, Syracuse.